everybody. Welcome back to the Inside Indiana podcast. Alice McCarthy, Seth Tao here uh, on the court at, on Branch, Branch McCracken Court at Assembly Hall. Uh, we just heard a couple players and Tom Crean very briefly talk about this upcoming Indiana-Purdue game uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m. ESPN2 here at Assembly Hall. Um, right off the bat, James Blackman, no concrete update with him. Um, Tom Crean said he's quote-unquote hopeful that Blackman will be able to go see what happens. He's uh, missed the past three games with his leg injury, undisclosed leg injury, um, but he's been warming up with the team and, um, you know, he's shooting around and stuff like that. So, um, but who knows? I mean, Colin Hartman participated in the three-point contest at Hoosier Hysteria and probably isn't going to play this year. So, um, so we'll see. Um, but other than that, I guess what, you know, 24 hours from now, uh, what are you going to be looking for? Um, obviously, the big key to stopping Purdue is Caleb Swan- stopping Swan again. He's just a total beast. Um, but as Green pointed out, and as the stats back up, Purdue is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country also. So not only are they going to have to be really locked down on the inside, but they're going to have to re- really defend well on the outside. It's going to take mm-hmm. a Wisconsin-level defensive effort to win against Purdue. Yeah, and uh, Zach McRoberts tonight was asked about that Wisconsin effort level uh, that Indiana had on defense. Uh, where they played really well uh, for much of that game defensively. Um, and he was asked basically what's made it so hard for Indiana to maintain that intensity. Um, he didn't exactly have an answer, um, you know, just because um, maybe they're just starting to figure it out defensively. Uh, or it could be an outlier. Uh, I think that's more likely, quite frankly. But um, he just said that they kind of were more locked in, were more kind of focused, everything like that. I would imagine they will again kind of come to play tomorrow night. You know, it's your biggest rival. It's um, a home game. Indiana always plays well here. Um, and it's also a massively important game for Indiana if they want to get into the NCAA tournament because things are rough. I mean, they've lost yeah. three or four. Their non-conference schedule stunk. Um, and they, they just need wins against teams that are, you know, like Purdue, number 16 in the country. Yeah, I mean, you know the fans are going to show up tomorrow for a game like this. The student section is going to be raucous. And for people that say they don't lose at home, obviously they lost a couple of home games earlier yeah. this year, but both of those games were when the students were not here. And I, the student, when the students are here for a big game like this, they really do have an effect on the game. And that showed up against North Carolina. That showed up against Michigan State, too. I mean, that was a pretty raucous atmosphere. So, I mean... Crowd is definitely a factor against yeah. Purdue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and but Purdue obviously has played well this year. You mentioned just kind of inside and out. They're um, they're deep everywhere. You know, Vince Edwards, uh, Dakota Mathias outside, and the Twin Towers inside with Swanigan and Haas. Um, it, there's just you know there, there's really no safe. There's no one you can really be like. All right, we're fine leaving him uncovered, or we're fine you know challenging him defensively. It's a good team across the board, um, but there have been some games this year where Purdue just kind of hasn't looked dominant and hasn't looked great. And, you know, they they've had off nights. Indiana's obviously had a lot of off nights, um, so you know, who knows? Both teams, I assume, are going to be kind of amped up for this one. Um, Purdue trying to you know climb back into the top fifteen, top ten, things like that. Indiana trying to climb into you know the right side of the bubble for the NCAA tournament. Um, because it's, as we've said all year, it's, it's a tough closing stretch for Indiana. Um, a lot of games on the road coming up, including one at Purdue. Uh, 
a couple weeks. So, uh, big game for Indiana. Um, if they, lo if they yeah. lose here tomorrow night to Purdue, they were, are going to have to go into Purdue and win. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously going to be much easier to pull it out here than it will be at Purdue. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. And obviously, defensively, um, we'll see if Indiana has that intensity again. Offensively, um, especially if Blackman's not in there, I mean, they just, you know, they've, they've scored 60 points twice in the past four games. They scored 55 in another one. I mean, they just are not scoring consistently right now. Obviously, they put, put up 110 in the other one um, in three overtimes, but... As Robert um, Johnson said, they had enough time to do it. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, someone's got to kind of take charge offensively. Josh Newkirk has been filling that role recently. Thomas Bryant has been, been playing well recently. And you mentioned him, Rob Johnson. Uh, I, I still think he's a huge factor for Indiana, especially if James Wagner doesn't play. Uh, because Johnson... He's been scoring okay recently, but he's just not been efficient. You know, a couple games of, you know, like one for five, one for six from outside, and just even if he's if he just hits one one or two more threes per game, that can totally change kind of the complexion of a game. And I think he's a huge key. Yeah, but I mean, a lot we Rob Johnson, even when Blackman was in there, when Ananobi was in there, he's, he's had lots of games like that where he's not the most yeah. efficient shooter, but he's going to put up numbers. What I think is really key for Indiana is they need to start getting some scoring outside of those three guys mm -hmm. that we mentioned, Newkirk, Bryant, and Johnson. They need Devontae Green to score some a little bit. They need they definitely need more out of Juwan Morgan. They could use a little more scoring from Deron Davis. Just guys like that that take some of the pressure off of the main scorers is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, I mean, we were talking about it after the, after the last game where you know, Newkirk has whatever he had, 27, 22, and then Bryant has like 18, Johnson has 11, and then Devontae Green and Joel Morgan. I guess this was two games, uh, three games ago, something like that. Um, but where they had like three and five points each or something. And you just like, you need a little bit more out of, out of your starting lineup. Um, you need a little bit more just kind of across the board. Um, that that freshman duo of, of Devontae Green and Curtis Jones, those guys are super important too because, you know, they've been playing somewhat small roles, but they have the capacity to to make some big plays. I mean, Devontae Green, every game has some kind of highlight reel assist pass. Um, Curtis Jones has proven that he can shoot, that he kind of has the confidence to, to go in there and score. Um, so I think if they get a little bit more out of those guys, that's certainly a fact. That, that, that will certainly help. Um, and I'm really curious to see how Thomas Bryant plays in the paint, too, against two guys who are bigger and stronger, more dominant than him because I mean he's just been getting eaten alive in the paint for a lot of the year um, and this is obviously probably his toughest challenge. Yeah I mean it would not shock me if he reverts back to some of the ways earlier in the season that he wasn't really playing in the paint that much. Mm -hmm. I mean I, I mean hard to blame him when he's going up against guys like Isaac Haas and Caleb Swanigan but uh, yeah Brian is really crucial. I mean, the past few games in crunch time, Indiana's gone back to him consistently, and most of the time he's produced. Yeah, yeah, he's been playing well lately. He's been scoring, um, he's been rebounding at a better rate. So, um, you know, just getting a little bit more out of him. And, and Tom Crean, weirdly, on the radio show the other night, on his radio show the other night, saying that they want they want to get Bryant more threes, which is weird. Um, I, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like sometimes he says stuff just to say stuff. <laughs> Which he didn't and, tonight. Right, yeah, he, only, he didn't even speak for four minutes tonight. Um, but uh, it's also a, a big key, and, and Kareem has been talking about this all year. Um, 
to varying degrees um, of Indiana getting to the foul line because they've done a really poor job of doing it uh, recently. They they get outshot at the line time and time again. And as much as Tom Crean wants to say that it's the officiating fault, it's I mean the one constant throughout all those games is that Indiana is just not getting to the line at all. I mean you can you can blame it on the officials all you want, but the officials change every game. The players wearing Indiana jerseys do not. Yeah, and free throw shooting was really the difference in the game against Wisconsin. Wisconsin got to the line 31 times. I mean, they only made it was they made they went like 23 or 31 or something like that. Indiana only got to the line 12 times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's going to make a difference in the game if the other team shoots 20 more free throws than you yeah. do. Yeah, obviously. And we're joined by a special guest from the Bloomington Herald Times, Mike Miller, uh, who's been walking around in the background here. Mike, briefly, what are the keys to victory tomorrow for Indiana? Well, it's it's tough because Caleb Swanigan's such a uh, an interesting matchup issue. Just from the, the, you know the, the problems his mere presence creates. I mean, you mm-hmm. can choose to double down on him, or if you do so, you also have to account for the guys on the perimeter there. It's a really good shooting team. I mean, PJ Thompson has really grown as a shooter over the last couple of years. I think he was shooting something like twenty eight percent as a freshman, but now he's mm-hmm. upwards of forty. And you know, Carson Edwards has really helped in the backcourt too. In Big Ten play alone, he's also right around forty percent from three. And obviously, they have guys like Dakota Mathias and Ryan Klein who can also pop him in from deep too. So. There's a lot of different matchup problems on the table for Indiana. Um, you know, Vince Edwards, Isaac Haas, and Caleb Swanigan are all getting to the line mm-hmm. with uh, with regularity. So there's a lot of different things. I'm not sure exactly which one you choose to go to first because right. you kind of have to react to different things in this kind of matchup. Yeah, absolutely. They have to kind of take what the defense or offense gives them. Um, so it'll be a game of adjustments. Um, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for his brief and, again, uninvited appearance um, on one of our podcast um unless anybody has any questions on facebook uh, we have one go hoosiers and one go purdue um so there's at least a little bit of trash talk going on there uh, but uh, yeah unless anyone has any questions out there uh, i think we're going to wrap this up uh, like i said you know, 7 p.m espn 2 tomorrow um like you said like you said should be rocking should be a good atmosphere here um i'm excited for it these games are always really fun to cover um you know, it's the last game. It's it's the last game that I'll cover for Inside Indiana. Uh, last Indiana basketball game I will probably ever cover. Um, glad it's IU Purdue uh, because these games. I'm, and I'm really glad that they're playing twice this year because um, it was bogus last year that they only played once. Um, and I've said this like a million times before on various podcasts, but Big Ten needs to protect these rivalry games. And um, because my favorite atmosphere that I've ever been at for a college game um, is at Mackey Arena like every year. Because, I'm very excited. To yeah, because they hate. IU so much, um, and it's just you know the the little brother syndrome is, is stifling, and they're just um, and the way it's built too, it's, it's great. So uh, I'm looking forward to to watching that game, I guess on TV. But um, looking forward to this one tomorrow night. Should be good. Um, Indiana, you know these are the kind of you know I was talking about this with a couple other people. Tom Crean does his best coaching when his back is against the wall, and it's certainly against the, the wall here. So. These are the we'll types see. of games that tournament teams have to win. If they want to make the tournament, they need to beat other tournament good, teams. And other tournament get. teams. They need to be good teams. They can't just get into the tournament by beating Illinois and Penn State. Yeah. So, I mean, the last good team that they've beaten is... I mean, I mean it's been a while. Are we calling Michigan State? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. A really down Michigan State team. It's kind of, kind of like the football team this year, like... All right, beat Michigan State, but it's a Michigan State team that is not as good as usual. Right. And it was at home, too. So, I mean, they just, yeah, they need to start adding to their resume. They need 
February games to be on their resume instead of November and December games. Yeah, I mean, if you don't count Michigan State, then they probably haven't beaten anybody good since Carolina. Yeah, no one worth a damn. So, um, yeah, so that's about it from from here. I'm Brad from Carrington Court at Assembly Hall. Um, it's going to be much louder than this 24 hours from now. But uh, until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook. And we'll talk to you soon.